Sands History Book. Here's some real stories from right here in our region with Dr. Sandy. Good friend of the show, our Dr. Sandy. We missed you last week, but good to have you back. And this week, we're looking at the old days of transport. We certainly are. And, uh, gee, how lucky is Tammy? Yeah, I know. She's getting, <laughs> she's getting her hair done as we speak. How's I that? know. Shout out for Tammy. Have a great day. All right, we're going to be talking about the Greyhound bus of the 1880s. And today we're talking about the Cobb & Co coaches. So there was a a few different ways you could get around. People got around very easily in the north and they could either go shanks pony, which is a slang word for walking, or you could go on a dray with some bullocks in front, which is probably, it's a bit slower than a modern day mobile home, but that's what it was. What is it, a cart with it's bullocks a big, towing it? Yes, yeah, so with a big long cart and all your goods on the back and, uh, you know, God, you take a, a, a whole swag of sandwiches on that one. Wouldn't yeah, you? wouldn't it be a day? It would be a long day. And then there was the Cobb & Co coach which was um, you would get on a coach and you would go, you'd travel for miles in this huge big coach and you would go up the range and you would go to wherever you were going. So today we're going to talk about um, the Cobb & Co coach that went from uh, Port Douglas up to the Hodgkinson Goldfield, which is just behind Mariba there, a big area yeah. behind um, Mariba and Dimbula and um, Baibura around that area. And um, the coaches could carry between 8 and 16 passengers. So what that would be is that you would have the driver up the front on his big box and then you would have three other men with him there and then at the back there would be a back box and there'd be four blokes there and there would be eight in the coach itself um, as it was going along the road. So what would actually tow this thing? How did it mo- How was it powered? It was powered, unlike the modern-day Greyhound bus, which is something like oh, 425 horsepower. It was, it was uh, of its time, it had up to seven horses. Okay. And uh, they pulled it up the, co- up the range. So the horses all had different types of names for the jobs that they did. So there was wheelers, leaders and scratch pullers. So they all had their different roles, these horses, and horses are a very communal beast, and so they sort of keep like to be in a they certain position. They all work position. together, yeah. They like to work together. So you'd have the lead horse at the front, which was called the scratch puller. Behind him, you'd have the leaders, which are the next in the pecking line, like, yeah, I'll let you there. And co-pilots. Then, yeah, the co-pilots. Then there was the wheelers, which are just the... Um, the workhorses. The workhorses, you know. They're the ones that probably cop it a bit with the whip. So they all needed those to get up the range because that pinch up the range up uh, over the back of uh, Port Douglas there was very steep. So um, people would be in there, they'd be crowded there. Underneath the driver, he'd have all the mail. So people would give them mail in Port Douglas and then they'd go up the range and he'd pass it out as they went. Yeah. And they have all the other luggage under the, the rear blokes sitting on the back box or up on the top of the coach. There you go. How long would it take to get from Port Douglas up to that neck of the woods? Well, it took about three days. What? And there's stages, which is where we get the term stagecoach from. Or even if you think about when we're talking about bus bus coaches. Yeah. So it's just a continuation of that. So at these different stages, there were rules. And what would happen is that the driver would sit there. He'd say, pull up, guys, pull up. Then the groomsman would come up, which is probably the publican, and he would then uncouple the horses from the coach and only then would the driver get down and he'd take out all the mail and he'd pass it out and people would get down. He'd have his smoker or his lunch break 
and then he would get back on and he'd sit there until they brought out the groomsmen brought out the um, wheelers first and then the leaders and finally when they pulled out the scratch puller they would give their driver the reins and only then would they couple that horse up because if they didn't do that and they didn't give the driver the reins and the horses bolted all the people in the carriage were at risk of being thrown out or overturning or it's an in, it's an insane thought. Three days now, just a forty five minute trek, Doctor Sandy. It's it's crazy to think back to the eighteen eighties. But we appreciate your time, and if you missed some of that, you can catch it on the listener app. We'll talk to you again next week. Triple M. Thanks.